you know, P uh, Phoenix One versus NRG, it's like, what a bunch of nice young kids. They both <laughs> right? want to be good at the game. Right? I want to know if this guy thinks this guy's a jerk off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Tower Dive. I, of course, am your host, the not-so-humble Captain Hooks. And with me, as always, is the super-humbled and the man. Am I humble? I don't know. I kind of feel like I probably have the bigger head in the room. Well, you have a large head. But it is know. large, yeah. I don't know if you mean it in the metaphorical sense of having a big head. It's a mixed bag. It's a, definitely. It's a little, little, little from column yeah. A, a little from column B. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Um, we do have a special guest today. Uh, freelance writer Cass Marshall, who wrote an awesome piece in PC Gamer, um, which we are going to get into. We're going to talk about, about how League of Legends and really esports as a whole could learn from the WWE. And if you listen to our show in the past, we definitely touched on something like that. So it's kind of nice to see someone with actual writing chops um, do what we cannot do. We really just like people to agree with us. That's, yeah, that's all really, we're looking for, though, really in a guest. So how are you doing, Cass? I'm good, thanks, and it's great to be here. Thank you for coming on. Um, like I said, we, we love having guests. We love having people who... Uh, have a much greater handle on the English language than we do because we are not what one would refer to as particularly eloquent. I just kind of stumbled into the gig. I fully expect any minute now I'm going to get an email like, hey, you can't write. Get out of here. How do you get on here? Hey, stop doing this. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just seeing how long I can trick everyone. I think that's a pretty good policy. That's, that's basically what we've been doing for the last year or so. We're yeah, I mean, people have been telling us to stop all the time, but constantly. We just, we just have we we just have a problem with listening. <laughs> just keep on keeping on. Yeah, exactly. It's the big headphones, I think it it's, helps. It does. It does. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, let's just kind of kind of jump right into things. So your article, um, as we kind of go through it here, it was basically how League of Legends could learn from the WWE. And as I said, what we said was we wanted uh, we, we might have taken it a little bit of a step further with the we wanted you know like maybe. Somebody would attack somebody with a chair, or yeah. run out from the back, you know, from behind the, you know, behind the uh, the monitor. It's like, oh my god! Stone Cold Stunner right onto a folding table. Yeah, that's 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 double lifts music. It's pandemonium. Oh, absolutely. I remember, um, you know, I grew up watching the Attitude Era, and I remember, you know, the Spanish announcer desk. Oh, the poor Spanish announce table. Every third match, just <laughs> they would be like, oh my god. <laughs> and have to get out of the way and someone would go right through the desk and that still happens in 2016 I found oh, out absolutely and the funny thing is is I have I really sort of want to watch a broadcast in Spanish because I feel like it just ends at some point <laughs> and nobody gets to finish it because the bit the table's gone <laughs> yeah <laughs> wrestling Spanish wrestling, right Spanish wrestling fans have no idea what happens at the end of Raw or any pay-per-view because the table goes and their announcers are gone so for the last hour, there's never anything. It's it's amazing. Spanish announce fans years haven't haven't ever seen the end of anything. That just seems unfair. Or just without announcers, it's just match sound. <laughs> <laughs> just cameras on mute. It's, it's just yeah. cameras and body slam sounds. It's. Uh, I'm just. Uh, are they getting those Spanish announcers therapy for the constant, you know, the, power bombs? The and... PTSD. <laughs> That's a hostile work environment, frankly. Somebody call Absolutely. OSHA. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know how I would feel if, like, every every week, once a week, somebody came over and slammed somebody through my desk and into my computer. Like, well, now I can't get anything done. Yeah, you know, it uh, seems like it'd be pretty bad for productivity. And 
and morale, frankly. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you know, you think you're doing a good job, and then there goes Randy Orton through your table. <laughs> and we're done. It's like, all right, well, I'm going to go in the back. Let me know when uh, you need me next Maybe week. it just goes to one of those, like, Native Americans on a checkerboard screens every time it happens with Tone playing behind it. I was going to say Girl from Ipanema playing yeah, behind. Technical difficulties. That's, that's what I would do. For sure. So but, let's talk. Uh, go ahead. I was going to say, watching the Attitude Era, there was definitely, you know, there were faces and there were heels. And, you know, it was a little silly. You had Stone Cold Steve Austin. And he was a face, even though he was swilling beer and swearing. He was a white class sure. or white collar hero. And then you had Vince McMahon. You had, you know, uh, The Rock was a heel for a while, wasn't he? Yeah, but eventually he kind of transcended the whole face heel thing where it didn't matter what he did. Everyone liked it. Yeah, there was a while where he was like the snooty dude who thought yeah. he was the best. And then I guess everyone agreed. Yeah, he was the best. Yeah, <laughs> eventually he does. Everyone's like, yeah, I guess he's right, actually. <laughs> but... And in and, and your inner article, you touch on on this is how, um, you know, League of Legends kind of suffers from a, a lack of kind of a face heel situation where we, you know, it, it's especially North America. I mean, let's kind of let's let's we'll maybe we'll go region to region. Break it up. Yeah, we'll break it up yeah. a little bit. I mean, there are similarities in both, but there's also vast differences. North America, in my opinion, um, and listen, if you disagree with me, by all means, but I feel like North America, nobody wants to kind of ruffle anyone's feathers. Everyone wants to be friends and nobody wants to say something bad and everyone's trying hard and we're all good buddies. And it doesn't make for incredibly compelling storylines. And as esports as a whole and specifically League of Legends in this regard is trying to be, a you know, an interesting broadcast, you know, that many, many people can watch, unless you're like super fan number one of League of Legends, it kind of can get a little stale watching some of these teams play because there's just no personality. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You have 10 teams. And you can tell each team is kind of trying to eke out its own thing. You have Echo Fox kind of like leaning into the traditional sports thing, mm-hmm. especially since they have Rick Fox. You have NRG. And NRG, you can tell they're going for very much the, we're great guys, we're fan appeal. You know, they picked yeah. up Santorin, Kiwi Kid, Quads. Those were not competitive, we're going to Worlds pickups, especially no. Kiwi Kid. They were, we want fans pick. And that's or, respectable. Or Kiwi that's, Kid. That's fine. That's that's. <laughs> That's the strategy. Go with it. But then you have, like, Phoenix 1. And I vaguely know who's on Phoenix 1's roster. Like, I've read the list of names. It, well, you got to kind of cut them a little bit slack. They got a team, like, four days before the deadline is to lock in a roster. But the, and, and the problem with something like that is you can't expect to be kind of competitive. So, in my opinion, what they could have done, instead of being competitive, be obnoxious. Just be big dicks. Right? I mean, yeah. am I am I wrong? I, I don't know. I feel I like mean, if you're going to play at the bottom, you know, ranks of the LCS, if you're going to talk a whole lot of smack, you need to be able to at least back it up a little bit. No, because then they could be the jobbers. They could be the Brooklyn brawler of of the of the LCS, you know, where they talk a big game, but they're never going to win and it's kind of the it becomes the lovable loser type thing. Cuz like, there's no way that these five guys can go out and play these games and really have any kind of 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 aspirations that they're going to be like, we're going to win LCS and then we're going to go to worlds and we're going to totally, no, 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 no. It's like, stop, stop, stop right there. No, See, the renegades flirted with that really briefly when they had freeze and, uh, 
you know, Alex Etch in the middle, and they were kind of, you know, they even had the Road Ahead video, which mm-hmm. is right. AD infused, you know, Alex Etch is a mob boss, and Crumb's working on his motorcycle. Yeah. And that was really refreshing, where they're wearing leather jackets and kind of being assholes. And then Renegades happened, so that <laughs> was unfortunate. Yeah. But they had something going there. No, and I agree, and that's the kind of stuff is, you know, the the only... Like when you think of, of North American LCS, and you think of North American League of Legends. Most times, the only thing that comes to mind is CLG TSM. C9. And, or, well, yeah, but I was talking about rivalries. Oh, okay, yeah. C9. You like when you think of There's C9. No rivalries with C9. That's what I'm no. saying. There's no rivalries, and that's the thing is, is traditional sports have rivals. Traditional sports, there's heat. You know, like wrestling. I mean, wrestling's all about heat. Uh, the, the whole everything that they they base their entire, uh, uh, you know, who's kind of you know who's getting a push and who's not. And sure, it's scripted, so obviously that part of of it isn't doesn't really come into play. But teams gain like play like wrestlers and and sports teams gain popularity, you know, sometimes because of the negative aspects. I mean, look at LeBron James. LeBron James, one of the best basketball players ever played, also probably one of the most liked and disliked players of all time. I think and that's, it, that's probably going to happen with notoriety, though. Right, but it, what I'm saying is, is that you know he doesn't. He's not trying to get everyone to like him. You know, he's not saying, everyone, we're having fun and stuff. You know, he'll say controversial things every now and again. And I think that there's a decided lack of that, even in the fun sense, even trying to just play it up and adding a little bit of theatrics to uh, to esports in general. There's just, just none of it. Nobody's nobody's making it for for interesting piece. Like, when you just say that the, the rivalry of TSM versus CLG is rooted in what? That they're just two old North American teams? Yeah, that's it. Well, they have a really interesting history in that. CLG. So CLG was the North American team. And they had right. the streamers. They had the sponsorships. They had everything. And then they went, you know, let's let's go to Korea. Let's really push this. So they go to Korea. And TSM shows up. And it's like, hey, North American fans who are up during North American hours and want to watch North American streamers. And CLG are over in Korea on a Korean schedule. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's that where CLG was TSM. And then, you know, uh, Hotshot made the choice to try to do something very competitive, took a huge risk, and Reginald swooped in and took all his fans. And so that's a really great, you know, basis for that rivalry. And then C9's problem is C9's biggest rival is C9 from 2014. <laughs> Pretty so much. So unless they can get a time machine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, the- but the thing is, is that I always feel like outside of Reginald kind of spouting his mouth off and outside of Hotshot sort of putting his foot in his mouth more often than not. Which they don't do as much anymore. It kind of exactly. bothers me. They, they backed off of that. Like, those were the best parts. And there's 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 not enough of that. I want, I, I you know, I want to see, you know, teams kind of talking some trash. There's no trash talk. Outside of Europe, North America, I mean, Doublelift was the number one trash talker. And now the guy's, like, silent, man. And it's kind of disappointing. I think what one of the issues is uh, sponsors are so quick to just drop teams that gain a negative persona or gain negative press that the minute you say something disrespectful or off the cuff, people fucking tweet Steel Series and Rage. Oh my god, how could you support this team? One dude said another dude was trash. This is, you know, this is a travesty. That's kind of one of the issues that people people are accepting this as like really real life and not a game and entertainment, which it, it should be. Right. Well, and go on, please. Part of that is Riot sort of is pushing this very clean, very sterile. You know, you have they've done a great job. 
in making this professional environment. Like, I don't want to knock them because they're, you know, you turn on the LCS and it looks like something you could show your mom and say, wow, look, this is legitimate. And she would agree with you. Everyone's wearing suits. But then, you know, it's just gone so far to the point where it's kind of sterile. You know, it's like, how did the game go? Well, we worked hard and the other guys worked hard, but, you know, we just did better. And But I'm sure they'll do work hard, too, and do better next time. And it's like, well, that's not yeah. very engaging. <laughs> Yay, thanks for the interview. Have you guys seen that <laughs> Brendan Fraser movie, Bedazzled? Yes, they're all, that's what I was about. They're, they're all it's, the, all can, it's all canned cliches. <laughs> it, it's all, they're all the basketball player from when he wishes to be a basketball player. Oh, yeah, yeah. we think we played good and they well, played you know, good. When you work when you work hard, you know you you get rewarded because you know because it's all about hard work and working hard, and it's like <laughs> just say something, just be real for like yeah. one minute. Like you point out in your article how Double F said he'd rather face Bunny than Smoothie, and yeah, and the crowd went insane. Yeah, the, and you know people go on Reddit and they're like, "Yes, I want to see more of this. This is exciting." And everyone's like, "Well, you know, what if Bunny felt bad?" And that's like, <laughs> "Who gives what? a shit what Bunny feels?" I'm pretty sure Bunny has, uh, like, Bunny has just talked about how happy and comfortable he is on C9. Like, I don't think he's crying at night. Also, I'm just so tired of everybody being so concerned with hurting somebody's feelings because, you know, oh, I don't want to say anything bad about him because then he might get upset because he reads his Twitter and he says, hey, you stink. You know, it's like, <laughs> yo, I mean, if yeah, that's going to hurt their feelings, then they probably shouldn't be in this industry. Yeah, I do think there is, like, going too far. Like, Seraph, uh, Nian are both players who have been like, I was in a toxic environment and fans were awful and it was awful. Sure. But, yeah, we can agree there's going too far. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I think that's more Listen, the fans they're... going too far than it is other players going too far as well. Right, and there's a, there's a line definitely where, where you know, it, it, where it goes from trash talk to just being, you know, rude and being a jerk. I mean, I I think the, the the as the stories go is that Dexter was notoriously a jerk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just I, a just a bad teammate, like just, to his his teammates. Yeah, and I can't imagine where you live in a house with these other guys and they're jerks too, and yeah. then you go online and everyone else like yeah, I can definitely see that wearing them down. But if you know, uh, every year the North American teams they get closer. There's more. There's sports psychologists. There's infrastructure. You know, there's fail safes. To stop something from that, something like that from happening again, right? And it's it's just I, I sometimes I feel like that there's so much they're so concerned with being professional and they're so worried, you know, with portraying their professional image and 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 you know making sure they say all the right things that they forget that this is something that people are watching. And, and let's be fair, outside of actually physically watching the game, it's not always the most exciting thing to watch a bunch of guys, you know, staring at their computer screen, not really having any reactions to anything. I mean, listen, I'll be the first person to say I do not care for Dyrus as a player, as a professional, whatever it is. But at least the guy was animated when he played. Sometimes. Yeah, well, I, I mean, mean, that one time. I'm, yeah, there's, okay. yeah, there's the uh, infamous. Get the fuck out of my lane. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, which yeah. was beautiful, but um, yeah, and you have times where, for instance, Forgiven, you know, he's he's on his onstage interview and he goes, "I'm going to the military, and this is the end of my career." This huge moment, and the guy was just like, "Deer in the headlights," had no idea how to handle it. And I'm yeah. not, I'm not saying you know that guy's terrible. Fire him. I'm just saying like, interviewers should be able to roll with those yeah. things. Yeah, be prepared and... for stuff to happen that's not off script. Yeah. 
every everything is not how'd you do i did good what do you think you're gonna do next game probably still good all right great interview catch you later thanks you know it's just it's just not interesting and that's the big thing is that also these interviewers just ask these inane kind of i don't care about the answer questions and no one's knocking them they're doing their job to the best of their ability but i don't know maybe make it a little more interesting maybe I, and 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 I, I don't love the concept of it. maybe ask a loaded question. <laughs> I don't know. I, it, it's it's you know it's worked in other sports in the past. Maybe force the guy into either saying oh, I don't want to answer that or to have to you know put him in a position where maybe the next thing he's going to say might not be we're all friends and everybody tried hard. Oh, it's especially bad when you have something like NRG versus Phoenix One. And, you know, like, neither of those teams are going to Worlds. Neither of these teams are going to be making it to the finals. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like, what did you guys think about the game? Oh, what do you say to that? There's nothing to say about the game. It's it just was, a filler game. It and, was uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it lasted 43 minutes. It was a middle <laughs> of the and, ticket and fight. And you can tell. The analysts are struggling. They're like, well, you know, what a bunch of nice young men. Really like them all. Hope they yeah. have fun out there. Like, that's, that's not really setting my world on fire, guys. Oh, absolutely. And and it's bad when like you when you look at the announced team and it's like, man, you know, the, the single mo- the guy who's saying the most controversial stuff is like freak. Yeah. When, <laughs> when freaks your your when your color. Edge, yeah, he's your yeah. edgy guy. You know, because and it's I, I, I and I do think it is a lot has to do with with Riot really kind of neutering their abilities to to you know of what they can and can't say and i do know that i I, not for a fact but i do have an idea that there definitely is a lot of hey don't say things like this positive spin everything there is a lot of that as far as i know unless you're deficio apparently well yeah but that's but see that's that's europe we're gonna get to that in a minute (laughs) maybe that's what we need we just need we need an american deficio but nobody, but that's the thing is I don't think anyone has the guts to do that and just say flat out, this was a stupid player. I wouldn't have done that. Or if I was playing, I would have said to do this instead because that's a stupid play and no one in their right mind would ever do that. And that's just bad. You're bad. Maybe it's because, I mean, we, we kind of have this co- this culture almost of, at least in North American League, that you, you can't talk trash unless you've done something to back it up. Whereas all the people that can back it up, you know, are currently playing the game. So they're not going to be commentating. I guess I, I don't. Think, I think it's worth saying that there are low moments that we remember, and those like color our perception of history. Like, someone will say, "Oh, I love being a TSM fan, remembering TSM going to Worlds, all these high moments." But like CLG fans will go, "I remember being a CLG fan when Chowster flashed in on Sona and missed that ult." <laughs> and like I, I those moments a CLG are worth fan remembering. When Hotshot ran that team into the fucking ground. <laughs> yeah, like the TSM. Or sorry, not TSM. The CLG storyline matters because CLG fucked up so much. CLG yeah. making second that MSI would not matter. It would mean nothing if CLG hadn't gone through so much as a team, including that five man Chouster. <laughs> Never forget. Oh, oh you, oh, oh you, oh CLG fans. Yeah. It was tough. <laughs> it was tough being a CLG fan. I'm glad uh, I've kind of I, I've closed that chapter. I tried life. being a Renegades fan. Me too. <laughs> we we had uh, we had Chris on our show. Yeah. Uh, um, 
And I mean, I guess looking back, it's kind of a weird moment now. But at the time, it was like, yeah, super awesome. It and was great. I, he's like I public like enemy Chris. number one. Yeah, he could have honestly, he could have totally played that off as the ultimate villain. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, like outside of the, you know, the competitive ruling, the the renegade thing was sad because, you know, I'm like. Amelia and them, uh, Amelia, this is awesome. Alex Itch, yes. And then they just Frankenstein their roster mm-hmm. with like a bunch of imports and, and people I didn't know. And I'm like, well, they're winning games now, but who are these people? And it was just so bad to see a team that kind of played so well in the Challenger series and then come up to the to the big leagues, we'll call it, and just really Fucking fail hard. Joke. Yeah, that and was just tough to really watch. and really look like just getting outclassed all over the place, and it was just really bad. And it it was really sad because again, you know, we were like we had high hopes because after having Chris on and talking Renegades, and you know, he gave such a great like like he was he he's I, I give the guy credit. He's a gifted speaker. He says all the right things. Um, he there's like there's a, a an, an honesty and a, and a candidness to his to what he has to say. Uh, which apparently might have all been bullshit for we're not, all we know. We're not sure. Um, but, uh, you know, he's, he, and it was just like, yeah, you know, you just wanted to get on board and, and, and see this team succeed, and then they just totally didn't. Which was a shame, because they were kind of doing the heel thing a little. Yeah. A little. Well, they, they, they came in with a little bit of attitude, with a little bit of arrogance, and, and they actually had personality. I mean, that could be part and parcel to having Monte Cristo being one of the major factors in their team. I mean, I don't think anybody understands uh, not just the game, but also kind of what's important and, and what matters and, and how to get a team to for people to give a crap. Yeah, and you know their their marketing, their promotion videos. Like even when they weren't, we've talked mostly about interviews in like the LCS stage, but like even their promo stuff was all like built around that. Yeah, and it was just really smart. Yeah, well, it's, it, other things is like other teams. It's like we play league hard. Yeah, I think what Renegades had with all their stuff looked natural. You know, it didn't look like they were trying to be gamers or they were trying to be cool gamers, and everything just kind of flowed and didn't look weird whereas tsm puts out a video and you're just like i don't want to hang out with you guys ever even when it's weird even when tsm tries to do something air quotes edgy um like when double lift joined tsm that was like the ultimate stab in the back and they could have done so many great things with that they could have made the greatest video of all time. No. Instead, you had this cringy yeah. talking to Double, Double Lift. sleeping on a bench outside yeah, the house. Outside, talking to Bjergsen, who looks like a deer in headlights, kind of trying to kind of, you know, talk like a normal human being. And it's just kind of like it comes off so wooden and so awkward. I actually appreciated the uh, yellow star going back to Fnatic video where he's having a nightmare. <laughs> and it's just flashes of his time on TSM, and he wakes up. He wakes up next to his monster mini fridge, which yeah. we all have, of course. Yeah, Star of course. Monster. Who doesn't have one of those? Fully, fully stocked with monsters. And he looks at his fanatic jersey in the trash, which has apparently been sitting there for like four months. Who puts jerseys in the trash? What's wrong with these people? And, and he puts it on. He's like, "Vacation's over," and it's like, "Yes, that is the perfect like exactly. level of just." It- Exactly. Like that was there was the the production was good and it was just like, okay, awesome, you know, he's kind of spitting in the face of having been in America and, you know, did what he did. It's like, okay, sorry about that. I'm back. Yeah, it was slightly more sophisticated than flipping double middle fingers and just walking out. Like there it wasn't disrespectful to TSM because he did respect the team, but it was like 
It had personality. I cared. He should sure. have flipped the double middle fingers. I think. At, at the end of it, it just could have been a still <laughs> shot of him just double middle fingers with this like ear to ear grin. Yeah. Like that, I I would still would have appreciated that. But like I said, with the double lift going to TSM thing, that could have been that was like that could have been their Citizen Kane man. There was so much they could have done. I mean, all the feels that all the CLG fans had. It's like he was your face, he was your rock. You built your whole team strategy around this one player, and he goes to TSM. Yeah. And the video that comes out is, hey, double lift, <laughs> let me give you this jersey. Throw that in the trash. Thanks, man. I'm sleeping on park bench. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh my god, this is like, like dinner theater. <laughs> it's just, it was embarrassing, and it was so, and like somebody had to watch that and say, looks good. Looks Print great, it. bro. You know, let's, you guys are perfect. And I was like, oh my god, can you at least next oh. time get someone to play double lifter Bjergsen? <laughs> that would be incredible. You have uh, Michael Fassbender <laughs> as Bjergsen, and he that, just comes in. That'd be I love great. it. I love it. That would have been better. If they would have done that, I mean, they have the budget for it. Make that happen. <laughs> but with uh, Double or Yellowstar going over to you, he just has so much more fun with it in general. Maybe that's, that's the key, that these guys just aren't having as much fun with their videos. Well, I guess I think it's, and, and I do think it comes down to a fundamental, uh, uh, you know, like mode of thought where the on the European side, they're not afraid. And if it offends someone a little bit, they're not really afraid of that because it's like it's all in good fun. Mm -hmm. Like they're having cheeky fun, you know, to kind of quote quick shot for a hot minute. You know, it's 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 not meant to be rude and mean and disrespectful and saying playing for TSM sucks and playing for Fnatic is awesome. It's just like you kind of get the idea if you're not, if you're from TSM and you watch it, you're like, oh, what a dick, you know, but like with a smile on your face because it was just funny and it was amusing. And even when players dislike each other in EU, it just seems less regulated in general. Like, North America, you know, someone leaves the team. There's a press release, and it's like, even though I am leaving this team, I want <laughs> to thank them for their time and right. investing in me. And and then in EU, you have screenshots from this guy's stream where he says Forgiven is the guy he hates the most. And I'm if, like, yes! Exactly. If he stays on the team, I'm fucking leaving. And I'm just like, like, obviously there's part of that where it's like, I can see why teams don't want that being on Reddit. But at the same time, it's like, that's interesting. I yeah. care about the teams. I care about the players. Exactly. As to... it, it creates something watchable because you're like, number one, you know, this is a great player. I want to watch him play. Number two, is the team going to combust around him? What's going to happen? Like, is is is, is there going to be a post-game fight because he said all that shit, but he's still on the team type stuff? And you're just like... You know, and, and Perks is a great example. I know you mentioned Perks because kind of, you know, uh, um, spamming laugh in mid lane. And, and just, I mean, listen, I love him because he'll say things like trying not to sound like a dick and then follow them up with a hugely dickish comment. They'll be like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, this guy's a good player, but he's definitely worse than I am. Yeah, and I think Perks needs a couple of years just to figure out what he's doing. Like, during MSI, I just really wanted someone to gently pry Twitter away from him. When he was like, yeah, I was on vacation, but I was on, I was playing 12 hours a day, guys. And someone's like, so you got none of the benefits of structure training or vacation. Yeah, right. And, you know, it just, it didn't look good. It just, and I'm not blaming him. He's 17. He's on Twitter. He has how many Twitter followers? Like, I can't imagine that's easy. Yeah. But when, when he's a little older and he figures his stuff out, I think he's going to be just like this total, he's going to build a brand because that kid is smart. Oh, yeah. No, he, he's, he's definitely, and 
and especially, I mean, MSI in particular wasn't exactly uh, the most... Um, it's not a shining moment for G2. Yeah, it's not G2's moment that they want to look back on and go, hey, remember that time we played in uh, MSI? And they're like, no. <laughs> we didn't, we Actually, didn't even they've, go. They've rolled with it incredibly well. You know, they bring uh, Sven and Mithy on, and they go, vacation is over. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's like... You know, I, there's that kid in grade school who everyone makes fun of, and then one day he just, like, adopts a joke, like, yeah, guys, I eat mud. They you straight up uh, Neville Longbottomed it. Yeah, and it's like, well, what are you going to do? Like, he, he owned it. You got to yeah. move on now. Exactly. The recovery was great. But at no, the same it, time, how do you go on vacation before a giant international tournament? Like, come on. Where, where you finished first in, 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 you know, the LCS prior to it. So everyone's looking at you like, this is the team that's going to go to Worlds for us. You could totally see. Oh, apparently there was, like, uh, the bot lane, which just was on the verge of leaving, and the yeah. bot lane, so it was, like, getting them all together to practice was apparently a bit dicey. I'm not an insider or anything, that's just yeah. a, I've heard around. That's too late, we're like, quoting you. Yep. Sorry, <laughs> set up. On the front page yeah. of <laughs> Oh, I hope so. <laughs> no, and I, I know that uh, the story behind it was that the team wasn't particularly fond of hybrid, um as what the hell why my camera deciding it doesn't want to work there it goes uh the team wasn't particularly fond of of hybrid and um emperor wanted to just go back to korea yeah and like you know i think just every team's gonna stumble there's no team that's gonna have all brilliant all the time unless you're skt um you're not well, gonna even they have bad seasons the they oh, just yeah, they sure. just don't have weird dramatic moments within their team but g2 rolled with it like when they did the press release, like, yeah, guys, we went on vacation and we're going to go 2-8. But, like, guys, please don't be mad at us. That didn't work. But then when they're like, vacation is over and yeah. just laughed yeah. about it, everyone was like, well, nothing, yeah. Nothing okay. could have been worse than going, oh, we realized it was a mistake and now we're restructuring hey. our management and now we have this epic gaming practice schedule. No, that, that, that would have been weird yeah, in, and phony in, baloney. Instead of backtracking and, and you know, sort of, you know, having your foot firmly planted in your mouth, you know, yeah, they owned it later on, but you know, just say, yeah, we went on vacation, whatever, Yo YOLO. <laughs> even, even like the fact that there's a team called the Unicorns of Love and yeah. they wear, you know, unicorns uh, hats. So Ooh. they look like beautiful unicorns. Like they're laughing at themselves a little and that's, it's like. That's good because they are tough to watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They started never... off as, like, this really strong team, and it was awesome seeing this re all these goofballs raffle-stopping with Twisted Fate Jungle. But now it's it's getting a little a little sad. Now they're just, you know, now they're just a bad team. Yeah, yeah and that's a little, little rough. Yeah. yeah. But the fact that they exist, and, like, there's that, that tongue-in-cheek. And it's not that NA doesn't have these personalities. They have Keith, who is... The toucan has arrived, who went on an interview and thanked the epic memers out there. Like, where is that guy? Why isn't he being Keith? Yeah. On camera? Yeah. Why, why doesn't he get more FaceTime? It's stuff like that. You know, it's they need to start highlighting the actual personalities of this of this league because everybody knows individual players that are good, but they don't know enough about them or they don't know if they're like interesting or fun or, or whatever. It's just like, you know, Bjergsen is is he's North American faker. Okay. Well the dude's like made of wood. When you watch him talk and you kinda watch him in interviews and you just see him in his stream when he streamed, it's just like, yo, I had more fun cleaning my keyboard and watching your stream no offense 
Have you uh, ever seen this video? It's called EU versus any streamers, although that's not quite accurate. And it's, I'm a cutie pie, and he's streaming, and he's talking to his cat and chasing his cat around the apartment. <laughs> and just being, I'm a cutie pie. And then it's Froggin, and this intense music plays as he stares at his uh, screen with his head at a 40-degree angle. Oh, well, cutie, cutie, pie is, cutie pie is the perfect example of that the streamers in North America are more interesting than the pros in North America. Oh, yeah, but, you know, he, he left the LCS. That is no longer a place for him, Oh my unfortunately. God. Yeah, and, and, and Cutie Pie, I mean, the only reason he was playing professional League of Legends is because he was friends with the guys in his team, and once his friends all left, he's like, well, I don't want to play anymore. I don't even want to play to begin with. <laughs> I mean, as the story goes, is he got, um, uh, he, when he did his tryout for, uh, for uh, for Dignitas, I think he was like talking to Scar, and he was saying how how AP Caitlyn is OP, and he tried and got fucking shit on. He's like, no, no, seriously, try it again. What and, a legend! And, and that was his tryout. They were like, all right, you're on the team. <laughs> is tricking Scar into thinking AP Caitlyn is a real thing? That is a real thing. You didn't know it's, that. It's, it's her traps, man. Her traps are OP. And her net. Yeah, it's OP. That shit hurts. <laughs> that those your kill shots yeah, right there. And, and yeah, and, and the thing is, 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 yeah, those are your those are your great personalities in North America, and they don't want to play professional League of Legends because it's not. That I mean, is it fun. as simple as some of these players just don't have great personalities for camera? It could be, but then instead of having all of these life coaches, maybe I don't know, get like coaches to help them sort of interview better. You just need a well, PR I mean... team. Uh, the WWE has solved this. You know, if there's a team that's just a bunch of burly dudes who are good at hitting things, they have them storm past the interviewer, and then their manager, the charismatic man who's behind the talent, comes up and is like, "Thank you." Know, you. They're like the WWE has a lot of solutions for these things. Like, you don't want to have someone on camera because they're too young or too shy. You know, you have the manager yeah. be like talk them up or, or... I, gl- I will gladly throw my hat into ra- in the ring to be any of these teams Paul Heyman you, you gotta start sending out resumes <laughs> I will, and demo I, tapes I will gladly be your mouthpiece where I will talk about them as my clients <laughs> I, I will call myself their advocate and I will do I, I absolutely put my hat in the ring for that so if you're listening any team this is this is what you need trust me but yeah, and, and and you're right though. That's the thing is when you have people who are less than charismatic, you put them with somebody who is, who can handle, you know, talking and answering questions and not sounding like a robot or not sounding like you have canned answers. You know, and, and the thing is, is is that's the part of the game where really kind of people learn to love you and learn to hate you. You know what I mean? If you you know if you you go into an interview and you just like you give a whole bunch of cliches, it's just like okay, well that's what he was told to say, and I know nothing about him. You know you don't get a feel for any of these players, even if it is embellished and 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 over the top, and you're just doing it to get a rise out of people. That's good. I would be okay with that. Yeah, we've talked about NA, we've talked about EU, and you know I don't know if you guys have watched uh, much OGN, but the trash talk segments on OGN I think are a perfect way that have solved so many of these problems. You know, you just put the guys in a room, you film them talking trash, you take the best parts, you edit it, and it's this incredible segment. You know, you had Koo versus SKT, 
and some of the lines were like Faker just shrugging and, and being like, "I've I've made so many of these segments about Kuz Midlander. I have nothing left to say about him. I have run out of insults because I keep Damn. facing him and I keep winning." Or we're going to prove that Koo is the second best team in Korea. Yeah, and I, I agree. I Damn. think that would be great. I would love that. And, you know, some of, you know, they had those those lines that were a bit, like, you know, trash talky. But then you had, and this was really interesting. I can't remember the players. Sorry, but uh, one player was like, this asshole, he's not using the proper honorific for me. I'm two years older than him. He should be using this honorific for me. And he keeps using this the other honorific for me. And it's disrespectful, and I hate this kid. And I'm going to grind him into the dirt. And the other kid's like, I keep winning. Why should I treat him like an elder? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I'm on board. I want to see them in lane together. <laughs> I want fight. to see badly now. Fight, I mean, fight, the LCS fight. has a has a venue for it in primetime league. They just have to use it and spend less time with freak with a lightsaber. And, yeah. and, or was and it Riv? And the thing is, they tried it like like they try to do stuff that's not that doesn't come across as like goofy and ridiculous, but it just always comes off as like the bad kind of goofy and ridiculous, not the good kind. Like a good trash talk sec segment could definitely be goofy and ridiculous, but for all of the right reasons. You just have to get the right people on the couch. Absolutely, and, and yeah, and, and you know, like like for example, I think High would be a terrible person to have there because I think High always wants to say nice things about people. But he also wants to ask nice questions about people too. Yeah, he'd, he'd like he'd be a bad person to have. You, you but but that's the thing is I think all of these people are just so um, they're just so programmed to be professionals that they forgot what it's like to just be kids playing a game. I mean, listen. You're trying to tell me that kids between the ages of 17 and 25 playing an online game, multiplayer, PvP, aren't going to be a slightly bit douchey? They're ha supposed to be douchey. Has the, has the demographic gotten me? Has it wrong? Are the numbers wrong? Because isn't like 95% of that population terrible assholes? <laughs> And, you know, I think a lot of the concern, like, what if they end up using slurs? What if they end up being really offensive? That's lazy trash talk. I think their best trash yeah. talk is, like, the well, ones yeah. that well, don't well, rely on just... you're using slurs, that's not well, yeah. trash talk. That's just being a bigot. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. Exactly. No, but, like, <laughs> people, are, people are concerned, you know, oh, if you start with trash talk, that's where you're heading. And I don't think so, because no there's, there's, you know, it's it's a skill. It's a talent. Like... We've all seen the lines on Summoner co on Summoner's Code that are just really clever. Like, oh, you know, hey, you should go pick up this. Then, uh, you know, some lemon juice and some cloth. You know, the usual stuff for maintaining your bronze. And people <laughs> laugh and they share it. You know, that's the stuff that, that players, you know, are going to be remembered for if they bust those lines out. As opposed to just rude words and really yeah. lazy insults exactly because well that's not trash talk you know be, being a being a racist isn't trash talk it's like you're just, oh yeah no, absolutely. It's just, there's just the concern of the slippery slope you sure and i i guess part of me can get that but if that's what you're worried about then maybe you should think about the players you have and you know like <laughs> <laughs> oh man have you there have been some uh european players with, oh i know uh, chat, like uh nintendo deck so he's a retired pro he played on fusion uh, I believe he, he doesn't he hold the record for most deaths in the LCS. Maybe he's a I think he's like a coach now part time and going to school. Mm -hmm. But he did this thing. So uh, Lolly Sports did this. Do you know the pro? And it's like a pro's nose. 
And then you go, oh, I know that. That's Bridgerton's nose. And you win a prize or whatever. And Nintendo Next did a parody. Do you know the pro? And he would just put tribunal screenshots from a pro's past. And it would be the most hateful, Oh, but that's such stuff. a funny thing to do. That's, oh, it was hilarious. I was <laughs> that's mad. Amazing. It was one of those, that's pretty it was great. one of those jokes where I was mad. I didn't think of it first. Like, yeah. it's so clever. You're like, mm. oh, And damn. it's like, there are definitely pros who have some really bad chat logs oh yeah i mean listen we said how eu is tends to be a little more kind of carefree with what they say they also sport far more uh bands competitive bands for toxic play by their pros than north america does yeah i i, I feel like the north america would have less of a problem with that than eu e- yeah eu is definitely i mean you know you've seen the the logs from you know guys like uh uh nuke duck and mythy and forgiven and um uh, who is the other guy um what the uh the the, the ad carry who's not on any team now uh, he was on elements that doesn't uh, matter tabs tabs yes oh. another guy all of these guys are pretty bad dudes sometimes and when it comes to like their suspensions or getting in trouble with with uh you know with league of legends and and and, and you know it's if you ever you see the stuff that was said and they had things, you know, like excerpts from their chat logs, it's really bad. Yeah, and you know, some some of the players can be pretty silly like uh who was the Apex player? It was their jungler. They had a six-man roster and it was Shrimp and someone else. Oh, uh, um Eve. Eve, yes. And it was like, so we're banning Eve because he used his Riot account that Riot gave him to script. And it's like Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You clearly do not have my sweet summer child. You clearly don't know what you're doing. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I do think we agree that just giving them the keys and going go nuts with it is not necessarily the best idea. No, but you can pick out you can pick out three people that are. I mean, you could watch their streams and pick it out. The hard part's coaching it out while they're, you know, out of their stinky bedrooms and in the LCS studio to, you know, act like a normal person. Well, you don't want them to act like a normal person. You want them to act like themselves. Yeah, like a normal person. <laughs> sure, if you're going to say that. Some, some of them, are, but I, I, it's. I, I think it just really all comes down to kind of of uh, really, because right now, as fans, you think you know your players and you have your favorite players, but it's based on that you just like them, but you don't really know why, other than he's good and he's on this team. You know, with like traditional sports stuff, like people love and hate Bryce Harper because. You know, he's kind of a douchebag, but he's a great player. But I mean, you know, anybody who has paid attention to Bryce Harper, you'll always remember that with the, you'll always remember when the guy asked him about drinking because he doesn't drink because he's a Mormon. And he, and they're, and he's like, oh, you know, you're going to, you know, the drinking age, because he was like under 21. And he's like, oh, you know, the drinking age is only blah, blah, blah. You're going to have a drink. And he's like, yo, clown question, bro. Yeah, and sometimes you'll watch them on stream, and you'll actually be really pleasantly surprised. Like, so I watch Sneaky stream. I love Sneaky. He's, He's the great. best. Oh, and, you know, Weird he'll have fascination his, uh... with buttholes. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly it. He has his uh, Texas speech on, and just the most ridiculous questions. Like, he'll read them and, like, just respond absolutely straight-faced. And he just plays along with it. It's great. But, you know, someone, suggest- uh, someone submitted this really transphobic thing about Romelia, and I'm like, ah. And then Sneaky's like, no, dude, no, that's not cool. And I'm like, that's awesome. I'm even more of a fan now. And that's this really sweet moment where you're like, a player just surprised me because I was exposed to him. And now I'm even more of a fan. I'm even more likely to spend money on C9 stuff, right? 
So, like, there's nothing wrong with giving players these moments to be human and show themselves off. That can be a really good thing. Yeah, and I think that that, and, and I think sometimes that Riot's afraid of 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 that, and you know they're worried, you know they that that you're gonna, you know your image of them is gonna change because you know you, the, the player has been humanized. You know it, you just like you think of players as teams a lot of times. You know everyone's like oh hi C nine. You know no one thinks of like hi the the individual player. You just sort of lump them into one big blob. Like with TSM is a perfect example. I mean listen I am TSM hater numero uno. On in terms of things I dislike about this game, TSM falls into the top three. They are one, two, and three. But I'm sure that's a lot. Thing, that's a it, lot. It, it is, yeah. and and I fully admit it, and I wear it. But the thing is, is I'm sure my, the biggest thing I don't like about TSM falls into just being Reginald. But he's also probably the best thing for them because when he was most vocal is when it was kind of, you know, that it, it created a hatred. Like every time I saw him talk and every time I heard him say something, it was just like, I hope the next team that plays TSM dumpsters them. Ah, uh, see, the, the thing I had about TSM is I really liked Santorin. I'm like, what a nice young man. And like, <laughs> he likes to work out. That's so sweet. And he's he, also you know, not too bad to look at. Yeah. And then yeah. He's, he's just gone. It's like, we're getting rid of Santorin. I'm like, oh, oh okay. That's but fine. I... Thank you. <laughs> I didn't get too bought into him. And then, then but then they bring in Sven Skaren, and I hate Sven Skaren. But not because of his personality. He's just he's a nothing. He's no, like, exactly. And then, and a mook. big deal a big deal is made about him, and he just sucks. He's just a chubby foreign kid with a bad attitude. I do like that. There's just a video of him shuffling. And like, 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 like the dance or like cards? Yeah, the dance, okay. the dance. Like he's just, he's just at a ski lodge shuffling, and it just gets posted randomly. Like, Sven Skinner <laughs> double kill against C nine, and then someone just posts him shuffling for when he's like seventeen, and it's just this bizarre moment that like, <laughs> like people just found that from his past, and now that's just part of TSM Sven Skinner now. <laughs> Reddit forever. Reddit, Reddit detectives hard at work finding videos of Sven Skinner shuffling at or, or videos playing the trombone, you know. What is what is happening? Hold on, sorry. What, what Pause the show. Stop the show. Is he in the snow? Is that him? Are you, <laughs> are you watching it? Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. It's actually not bad at all. This and is like, ridiculous. And like, there was a thread. It's like, is this Sven scared? And someone's like, Hi, I'm a shuffling expert here. I shuffled for a few years competitively. You know, he's not bad. He's not great, but I'm impressed. And I'm like, What is this? Like, I think he's cheating because he's doing it in the snow. I'm a competitive shuffler? Is that a thing? Apparently. <laughs> I, 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 it's like, is he, is he looking at him like, like, you know, kind of finger, you know, like, like hand on elbow, finger on mouth. Like, I like what he's done here. And not so much there. He's, he's, he's got some raw talent. He's, he's yeah. got it up on the board. He's doing circles. The next is drawing what, arrows. Yeah. What Red must it like to be like, I'm a professional, professional shuffler on reddit.com slash r slash League of Legends. Oh, this is a thread for me. This is <laughs> yeah. Cause this, we this speaks to me on a level that I, I, I before I never got. I think no, we're all professional shufflers on Reddit, though. Not a bad shuffler. Yeah. Also, <laughs> not also a bad shuffle. I'm watching the video right now. Also, it looks like he he was a little skinnier back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely uh, uh, put on a few pounds in his in probably. his professional years. He that stopped shuffling. Is, he stopped shuffling. Like I said, the shuffling <laughs> probably helped. Yeah. Now he's just he he joined the TSM house and then he just kind of got lazy. Makes sense. I love that uh, we stopped the show just to be like hold hold the fuck. I on. didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know it was a thing. <laughs> Every to, everyone wait. We all need to watch. We had, the we had to fact check shuffle video. Yeah. That was that's fact checking at its finest right there. 
yeah, there's uh, Medios playing the trombone. He's like, I am part of the trombone brothers. He's not as good as Sven Skaren, though. Mm. I can't imagine playing the trombone is nearly as fun to watch as somebody shot. No, you don't have to watch it. I, knowing it exists is enough. That's, 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 a, val- that's a valid point. That's a valid point. So, um, so, so let's kind of get, I guess, a little bit away for a second. And let's kind of, we're, we're still talking league here. Um, I don't know what we're doing. Is this real talk? Is that what's yeah, happening? No, 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 oh, it's okay. actually not going to get you real. You made me nervous. I, I wasn't prepared for no, real talk. No, I'm, I'm never prepared for real talk. <laughs> I just kind of going to want to get a more of a feel uh, uh, for Cass here. So who is your team anyway? Like, are you CLG? Are you a CL junkie? Um, I'm not a CLG fan. I watched someone who was a CLG fan. That's why I'm so intimately familiar with the CLG <laughs> fan story. Because every game, he would come into our Skype chat and just scream. Yeah. And it was really painful to watch. Like, how, dude, stop. You don't have to do this. <laughs> stop can, stop doing can... this to yourself. <laughs> I, I was Cloud9 in Renegades. And there was one very painful part where both Cloud9 and Renegades were stinking it up. And that was that was the low light of my league fan career. But Cnac have gotten better. Yes, that's good. I think we have. I think we all expected. I mean, at least I did. Obviously, based on our prediction show, I expected C9 to be very good, and and then they weren't very good. But then they got better. The the thing with C9 is it was it always felt like they're going to get better. They're one of the big North American teams. They have all this money. They have all this infrastructure. It's just how low are they going to go? And I was fully prepared for them to go to Challenger. Oh, really? I never thought they were going to make it that far. When they were, uh, like, Cloud9. Cloud9. so (laughs) lost without high. I was like, guys, go to Challenger for a split. Figure out what you're doing. Just, this is really painful to watch. It yeah. irked me so much that Cloud9 couldn't win without High because I like Cloud9. I've never been the biggest High fan and like the High apologists and the the the, the big High fans annoyed me so much because he would make this like I don't know if you've ever read it. You, I'm sure as a Cloud9 fan, have you ever read his like his his blog or his Tumblr or whatever it's it is? It's a pretty bad blog. Well, he's notorious for making posts and then deleting them. Oh, really? Yeah, notorious oh. for it. He'll make That's these weird. posts where it makes him sound kind of ridiculous, and then he'll delete it really fast. He, he, he's the definition of a white knight. He really wants the community to, to be uh, the shining example of what esports and, 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 and goodness is supposed to be, and that's just never going to happen. I- yeah, and I, I will say, I will say in High's defense, as someone who has worked in like a professional environment, there's a very real chance he posts something, and like his PR specialist is just possible. bursting down the door, like, "No, Hi, take that down!" Like it's, it's possible that it's not him, the him deleting it. Like oh, I, don't I, 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 oh no, and I one hundred percent agree that that's a definite possibility. But what I'm just saying is, his Tumblr is notorious for having posts and then them being deleted. Whether uh, or not, whether or not he's the one doing it, he makes this post where it's like, a, like, like you know, like Pan saying, you know, where he's super white knighting, and he's like, I just want everyone to be friends, and I don't want anyone to say anything mean to each other, and it's just, you know, we're all people, and it's just kind of like, yo, stop whining. Number one. You own a team that makes tons of money. No one feels bad for you. <laughs> you know, you're worried that people are saying things, and it's like, stop. Just stop. He just wants people to be excellent to each other. And, He's very and yeah, villain Ted. And, and like I said, I can I respect my, that. And I, and I just hate when C9 loses a game, and everyone's like, we need high. Bunny Fufu's terrible. That's, <laughs> that's what bothers me the most about yeah. it, is the total dependency on him. 
Yeah, and it's just like, and, and it, it, last season it almost felt like, like the team felt that same way. It's like, all right, Bunny Foof was going to play this week. Okay, uh, Jensen doesn't remember how to play mid lane, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 Balls is taking the day off, and nobody knows what the hell is going on, and and Rush hasn't ganked. What the hell is going on, dude? Like literally a week ago, you guys were fine. You were like a cal- like a cold, calculated monster, and now. Literally, you're playing the worst team in in the entire league, and you look like a bunch of bronzies. What are you doing? I will say, I think every C9 fan, like the first game against, I believe it was, it wasn't against TSM. I can't remember the first game they played against. But everyone just like, everyone who cheers for C9 was just like, oh, thank God, they're moving, and they're doing (laughs) things, and they seem to have their heads on their shoulders. Like, even if they lost, I don't even remember if they lost, because that didn't matter. The fact is that, like, they they were trying. Yeah. Yeah, they were doing things. They looked looked like a real team, not a bunch of uh, kind of fools walking around bumping into walls like assholes. When you listen to their comms, it kind of makes sense. When High is playing, he dominates the comms. He's constantly talking, which is probably what they're used to. And then when he's not there and they have this void, they're like, what what do we do now? Is everything okay? Are we losing? We're winning? I'm not sure. uh, Smoothie seems to be stepping in really well. Like uh, yeah. I, I actually interviewed Smoothie for Red Bull, and he's just this really articulate, intelligent guy. And he messages me after. He's like, "I'm sorry for stuttering," and I'm like, "Dude, you talk better than I do." Like nine <laughs> ten days. Like, thanks for making me look like a dick. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what they're missing. They're just missing someone to talk the entire game. That's what they need. They don't like the uncomfortable silences. Yeah. Which is weird because when Sneaky or Medio streams, they're you know they can't shut up. They're constantly going. But, yeah, but they're not. What are what are they saying? They're saying like, oh, oh thank you for hole. that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. I'll be over with uh, the butt plugs that's, in five minutes. That's thank a you. Good point. Like that's not exactly in-game intel, right? Yeah. <laughs> to be to be fair, I um, if you're C9, you probably don't want Medios to talk too much because I don't think he, <laughs> I don't think he has anything actually of import to say during the game. And it's sort of like you need someone to just say, "Shut up, Medios." <laughs> so I was at a convention, and Medios and Scar were the guests. And this girl comes up and she's like, Medios, can you carry me for a picture? And she jumps up on his back and, they, you know, they take the photos. And she's like, thanks, Medios. And Scarra's like, hey, I, I can carry you too. And oh, the girl's like, no be, thanks. Don't be a thanks. Oh. And they look at each other. I was like, what? Like, it was very hurtful. About yeah, that's, that's, but, which, by the way, on a side note, I have a, for some reason, and this is the personal thing, I have a huge problem with the please carry me in a picture thing. Or the people who want to, like, I want to hold, take, look, I took a bunch of pictures of me holding League of Legends pros. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I, I remember somebody made a post about that on Reddit, and I, I was like, I, I answered, I was like, but but why? It just seems imposing. It may, it just... Maybe because I'm a, a bit of a people pleaser, and I don't want to, you know, hold up the line by jumping into some guy's arms. Well, also, it's just like, here's here's a picture of me holding Froggen. Here's a picture of me holding Piglet. Here's a picture of me holding a gank by mom. But why did you want to do all that? People are I weird, man. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just me. I don't know. It's just, it's just, I always found that to be Nothing very... surprises me anymore after I saw this uh, thread on the front page of Reddit by a gentleman who's like, I just got banned. And he slowly, like, escalated into driving to Riot HQ and hanging out behind the Riot dumpsters. And, like, he saw Trindamir coming out for lunch. And he's like, yes, this is my chance. And he jumps out. And he's like, Trindamir, I got banned. He did and, not. And months later, months later, he posts. He's like, guys, like, that was not cool of me. Like, I was in a really bad place. He probably got arrested. <laughs> like, Trindamir, I got banned. Well, now you got arrested. <laughs> according according to his story, Trindamir was like, I'll look into that, buddy. And then security took him away. That's what he said because he thought that this guy was going to make Trindamir a lampshade. 
<laughs> yeah, so after that, I'm just like, yeah, you know, you're carrying an LCS, bro. Okay. That's, no. <laughs> at least you're not hanging out behind the dumpsters at Riot. That's, yeah. Sometimes this community goes a little overboard. Yeah. And some yeah. some weirdo's going to ruin it for the rest of them and, like, grab somebody's crotch and be like, I grabbed Meteos' crotch. Like, come on, well, that's the thing is, we can't is, even shake hands with them. Yeah, like, like, you see, and it's sort of, and, and it's funny because in that, in that thing where there was that guy who took pictures holding everybody, there was, like, one or two that were, like, you know, that he wasn't holding. They just took pictures next to. And people are kind of like, oh, why wouldn't, you know, why weren't you holding that guy? Oh, he wouldn't let me. Yeah, because it's a weird thing to do. So, yeah, did you wonder? Did you wonder why that he didn't let you? Because <laughs> it's fucking weird for you to come up and be like, "See, Hi, at that I've, point, I've never met you." At that oh. point, I would just Photoshop it, just like turn yeah, that yeah. horizontal and Photoshop. <laughs> that would have been hard. good. That would have been good. Wow, it looks like he's holding. You're holding him really strange. Yeah, he laid awkwardly in my arms. <laughs> it was. It's. Do you think maybe he showed uh, the other? He showed him like all the pictures. So like, no, look, it's okay. I promise, it's not creepy. Look, I did it with him. 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 It's okay. Yeah, and then, it's and then the okay. guy, and yeah, they're and all the totally still step, alive. And the guy takes a step to his right, going, "Yeah, this doesn't make it better. This actually isn't helping your cause at all." As a matter of fact. Okay, bye. Yeah. No, I don't want to take a picture anymore. No, no more autographs please, today. Bye. Please stop. So I can walk out. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah, I mean, did we do it? I, I think I told, we did. I, 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 I feel pretty good. Yeah, I feel pretty good about yeah. it too. Cass? Yeah, I think that was a good conversation, and we all learned a lot about ourselves and we're, shuffling, we're, and we're better people for it. We're all we're all better people for it, and I feel good about it. Um. So thank you again for having me on, guys. I really appreciate that. Thanks. No, for absolutely. Thank, out. Yeah, thanks for coming out. And I mean. Like this all kind of came together a lot faster than I expected to because I'll you know I'll shoot messages to people like I read your article and I was like that's awesome and we talked about the same thing I totally would love to have her on a show so like I tweeted you out I was like hey would you like to be coming on a show and I never expect responses I'm usually just like eh whatever no one responds and you did and I was like oh shit time to put this together <laughs> so that was kind of awesome so again thank you so much for coming on um, we had a lot of fun um, as always. Uh, you know, thank you guys for watching slash listening. I, of course, am Captain Hooks. I'm Pan the Man. And she's Cass Marshall. Um, check all of her stuff out. She's a freelance writer. Um, look her up. I did. I've read a lot of her stuff. It's really good. And we will see you guys on The Rift. Bye-bye. Tower Dive is myself, Ryan Adams, and my co-host, Robert Gersey. You can find more of us at youtube.com slash towerdive or wherever you find podcasts. If you have any feedback, you can leave us a comment or reach out to us on Twitter at towerdivepc. 